Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Welcome everyone to the Mom Village! <laughs> I'm so excited you're all here with us. My name is Gismeni Ramos and the ones watching us live, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm here with my besties, like always, the awesome Kristen Scroggins, <laughs> Kira Kelly, and we have our special guest, our dear friend Megan Simpson. Yay. Yay. Megan. We have a great, great podcast for you guys, and this is really exciting to do this live because we we try to um, behave now. We're gonna try to behave. <laughs> I think we we're trying to think what we say now because <laughs> people can't see what we're doing. Okay. So I'll pass it to Kristen before I say something I regret. So Kristen, tell us, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, ladies, thanks for being here. And if any of you are tuning in, uh, keep in mind to stay. And men, we got a shout out to some men who are here today. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Um, But stay tuned if you're watching live or stay in the crowd, if for no other reason, um, we have some giveaways that we're going to do periodically. So don't forgive about that. Uh, But today we're just going to talk about the honor and the joy and privilege of being a mom. And, uh, you know, it is an honor and a privilege and a choice for most of us. Sometimes it, we didn't choose it. It just kind of happened. And, you know, we all have stories about surprises. But that um, the honor and the privilege and the choice to be a mom is the honor and the privilege and the choice to give your life away. And that's really what we're going to hang out around today. And it's going to get real practical towards the end. But just the thought of... Um, motherhood just has a lot of things daily that are just kind of mundane. And I don't know about y'all, but nobody's ever given me a trophy for being a mom. Um, I've gotten some flowers and some weeds before that is that are my trophy, and I'll take it, and I love it. But, you know, most of us aren't going to speak to thousands of people. I know I'm not planning on doing that with my life. Most of us aren't going to do book tours or anything like that. But we just find ourselves in these quiet places of being a mom, whether we are um, a working mom who is trying to juggle everything. She's she's on her laptop, she's on her phone, and she's still in the back of her mind thinking about what's for dinner, yeah. where do I have to be tonight, or our single moms, our heroes who mm-hmm. are trying to juggle all of this by themselves, or our stay-at-home moms who uh, are in the minivan for the 10,000th time <laughs> trying to figure out where to go Clean and what Cheerios to do. And, goldfish. <laughs> yes. and all of these tasks that must happen, and yet nobody sees them. And I read a book um, as a young mom called, we actually have it right back here, and we're going to give one away to one of our um, live people and one, one here today. But it was called The Invisible Woman When Only God Sees. And uh, this spoke to me so much as a young mom, and it's this story of 
of this lady who was so sad because she was ironing her husband's shirt or, you know, racing off to work and trying to figure out what's for dinner. And she said, all these things that happen that nobody ever acknowledges, but they acknowledge if it doesn't happen, right? So if, if, if your son doesn't have any underwear, mom, where's my underwear? <laughs> Never like, thank you for my underwear. <laughs> you know, bunches of tasks like that. And she, she equates it to the story of um, the artisans that built the cathedrals in Europe. And she said that they would, you know, it took years to build these cathedrals, decades, centuries to build these cathedrals. And towards the end, the artisans would get up on this high uh, scaffolding or whatever it was called back then, and they would uh, carve these intricate pieces of nature, so like a little bird or a tree or whatever. And somebody asked them one time, nobody sees that. They're never going to see it. They're going to come in and look at these massive pillars and the stained glass and these structures, and you're taking all of that time to do this little thing that nobody's going to see. And he said, you're right, no one's going to see it, but God sees it. And he, it was his form of worship to do his best in the unseen. And I don't know if I was having a hormonal moment, ladies, <laughs> or if that... We always do. <laughs> or if that was just something that really spoke to my heart. But it transformed the way that I viewed motherhood was, this really isn't about if I'm going to get a pat on the back. This really isn't about if anybody's going to notice me or I'm going to get to be famous because I'm not going to get to be famous. But God sees. And so this is an act of worship that God has called us to. Yeah. And... I love when you said the the cathedral aspect of it, and when you were we were talking about what to talk about today, um, I started researching cathedrals, and I found like this old old like the oldest cathedral. Um, it's called I'm going to butcher the name, the name but go, let's just do go it. for it. Yes. I don't know what it's called anyway. <laughs> it's in Armenia, and it's called the Etchmiatsin Cathedral, mm. and um, it was built in the 300s. And the cool thing about this cathedral, and I have a point, this is why. Um, <laughs> it was built in a place where it was like pagan. Like there was no religious values. There was no beliefs. And it was the first Christian cathedral that was built in Armenia. And that cathedral actually brought Christianity. And I was reading all this history about this cathedral and how it's still standing and they do services and that they still use it. And so many people learn about Christ and Christianity and, and religion and everything. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. And I keep reading about this story and I just, it just hit my heart because I started thinking, okay, so as a mom, who was the person that was my cathedral, that was the one that built that Christianity into my generation? And it was my grandmother. So my grandmother, actually, she was a single mom. She was abandoned by her husband early when she had three young kids and um, she had to raise the three, the three kids by herself all of a sudden. Um, she just felt, you know, this is what I need to do. I just need to put my big girl pants and do this. She went out to work. And her oldest son, he was 18, and he was the only one that was a believer. He started going to church, and he was the one that actually became a Christian in the house. And um, when he was 18, he actually died electrocuted in the back of the house. But by then, she was diagnosed with cancer, so she was recovering from cancer. So she couldn't get up and try to help him. You know, everyone in the neighborhood came and helped him. And that was really shocking for my grandmother because that was the oldest son, the one that was providing and helping her. So 
by her losing that son and then just finding herself, well, I, not only I lost a husband, I lost a son. You know, I found myself by myself. Little did she know that God was going to use that to bring her to Christ. Because my grandma actually came to know Jesus because of the loss of a son. And doesn't that speak so much of somebody we know? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, right. you yeah. know, they gave his only son. I mean, and because of that tragic thing, that brought Christianity and religion and Jesus to my family and to me. And I'm bringing that to my kids. So this hardworking woman that went through so much, because that, that's just her story in a nutshell. I mean, there's so much. But that unseen work, that unseen pain, all those years of crying, sacrifice, loss, all that that she went through is now what I can enjoy and my family can enjoy and I can share with my kids Jesus because she knew Christ because of that loss. The people in the community, the church, they came to see her all the time. So that was powerful. She would always tell me if it wasn't for the people and the elders of the church, they came to see me every single day. She's like, and I will say, no, I don't want to go. I'm in too much pain. I don't want to go. And the pastors and everyone and the ladies will come every single day to visit her every single day. Like, you're coming. You're going to volunteer. You, we're going to see you. It's just, it's just powerful. So I was reading that about the cathedral. I was like, she's the cathedral of my life. You know, and sometimes we got to think and ask ourselves, like, what is, what is that cathedral in our lives? And probably everyone is thinking, like, wow, my mom, definitely. Oh, my grandmother. You know, like here, I had an amazing grandmother. And, and you think that's the unseen work that we do daily as moms. Because we don't, we don't want a, a trophy, like you were saying. We want our generation and our kids to know Christ. And we don't want to be vomit every day, <laughs> but we want our kids, you know, to be raised in the Word of God. But that makes me think of um, just that, that, that sowing those seeds, mm -hmm. you know, I think of, you know, me as a mom, sometimes we do get lost in that monotony of the everyday mm -hmm. activities and it gets, it wears on us. Um, but I, I love that you were able to identify your grandmother in that cathedral. And it makes me think of us as sowers. Your grandmother was a sower. Yeah. She, she planted seeds years ago. And now through you and through your children, you're seeing, you're reaping the benefits. And one thing that, okay, listen, I am not a, a sower or a planter at all. I kill everything unless it's a child. I can't <laughs> even do a green plant in my house. Um, but I was thinking about that and I, um, I was able to go back to a house that I grew up in um, a couple weeks ago. And um, I was kind of walking around it and I was looking in the backyard and there was an orange tree. And it kind of took me back to where I was about eight years old. And literally there was a flashback and I thought, I remember planting orange seeds, which I thought would never grow. And I'm telling my age here, but almost 40 years later, there is an orange tree right where I dropped those little seeds in my backyard, never expecting to see any fruit, but I had to wait and be patient. And that's what I think motherhood yeah. is, you know? When we get lost in all that, we have to remember that everything we do matters. Motherhood matters. We don't see in the everyday activities, but if we just hold on and, and just are patient. And Chris, and I even thought about you, how you were able in the last month to go see your two grandbabies. 
those are those seeds that you planted. You didn't think about that when, when Daniel and um, James were little. You didn't think about these moments. But now, look how you can rejoice in just holding those babies. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I was sniffing Willow Kate, uh, my, my new granddaughter, last week. And, Tell us about her. Uh, oh, yeah, I could go on and on. She's beautiful. She's, She's so got cute. the prettiest features. And y'all want to see pictures? <laughs> but, um, anyway, and I've got my grandson Always. who is looking like a little chunker and so handsome. But... You know, I, again, back to those cathedrals, whenever they would, they, they, somebody had to raise the funds for them and somebody had to make the plans for them. But if, some, if a structure takes 200 years to build, just by mathematical facts, the people that, that invested initially in that structure never got to see it, never got to worship in it, never got to see the fruit of it, but it was still there. And I thought about that as I'm loving Willow Kate and changing her diapers and rocking her and that hopefully I'll get to see, uh, you know, her ha- have children and I'll be a great grandmother. But unless, you know, we have like bionic uh, <laughs> body parts, <laughs> but then I probably won't see her children. And so I'm not going to get to see all of this, but all of these things that we're doing every day matter and they matter to God. And the truth is they matter to our husbands and our kids, yeah. even if they don't notice that it matters, yeah. it still matters. And the joy that they see us uh, exhibiting when we're doing the mundane tasks or not, yeah. speak to them and and teach them and influence them. And I want my kids to think that I think that being a mom is the best job in the whole world. Yeah. And whether whether I'm a working mom or a single mom or a stay-at-home mom or an in-between, you're both you're a working and a stay at home. Uh, but, but I want them to think my mom loves being a mom yeah. and I yeah. do, but I have to remind myself every day, like they're not going to think that if I'm just show up at Christmas and birthdays big, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. most of life's moments are the mundane and the little yeah. and the in between. And so if I'm only happy when, when the Super Bowl's happening, that speaks to them, and I want them to see the joy that I find in it because I'm worshiping God when as I as I live it out. Megan, you just had um, you just had some exciting things happen in your family in 2020 that that you weren't really <laughs> expecting. <laughs> we did, we did. So we have five children, four of which are um, 12, 11, 10, and nine. And then this year we had our sweet Hudson. Yeah. And so there's a nine-year gap between those two, and being thrown back into that baby stage has just brought all these reminders of, um, you know, you bring the sweet baby home from the hospital, and you're on this kind of motherhood high, and it's, you know, so special and sweet, and then you get home, and you have the sleepless nights and the diaper changing, and you're just reminded that motherhood is full of all these little, seemingly insignificant moments, and... um, oftentimes can be a struggle. Maybe it's just me, but (laughs) sometimes it's the struggle and turns into a little bit, right, um, you know, of, you know, I don't really like doing this. And just the call of motherhood to just constantly give your life away. And um, in those moments, I think that it's just so important that instead of focusing on maybe what other people are doing, which is so easy to do, right? Just comparing ourselves. And I'm here at home changing this baby's diaper and, and this other woman's doing, you know, she's off doing these big things that we can remind ourselves by looking to the gospel and preaching the gospel to ourselves every day that Jesus didn't count equality with God to, 
something to be grasped, right? He gave up heaven and came to earth, taking the form of a servant. And when we can speak the gospel to ourselves, I think that's one of the most important things. As a mom, he is our example. Yeah, it's like changing perspective too, because sometimes it's, it's not easy, you know, mm. and there's ups and downs. But when you change perspective too, and you you realize, okay, this is the blessing of being mom. Yeah, not every day is easy, but the reality is like we always want to do more. So sometimes if you ask a working mom, she said, I wish I can be more home. And mm-hmm. if you ask a mom that stays at home, she said, I wish I can work more because I want to help my husband and provide. So we will never be satisfied. That's the mm-hmm. reality. But if we, we shift our perspective and realize, okay, I've been blessed with this kid. And Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? You know, and God is just giving you the power to change this little people's lives. You Mm -hmm. know, like Kristen was saying, for generations and generations. So the honor of being a mom, the sacrifice that we make, you know, and the blessing that it is to our lives. I mean, it's more than words. Mm -hmm. You know, we see it daily, especially in the moments where it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And for our husbands, too. Because, my God, husbands are our superheroes. And we talked about this podcast before, how sometimes we think we're all dad and then dad comes along and just holds that baby and everything is fine. And you're like, really? Mm -hmm. Seriously, that's all it takes. (laughs) That's all it takes. Well, you know, I was thinking too about um, just addressing women in general, you know, women who have mother's hearts. Mm -hmm. They may not have had maybe birth children, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of women out there. I just really believe that God has given the gift of motherhood, whether it comes in that form of, you know, maybe birthing their own children. Mm -hmm. Um, Just this week, actually just yesterday, you know, I'm going through a season in my life with my mother, and there's a, a young woman here at our church who has been such a blessing in my life, and she does not have her own biological children. And she reached out to me and she said, you know, God just laid you on my heart to pray for you today. She was like, she texted me. She said, can I call you and and pray for you? Um, And in that moment, um, I am in a season of grieving, losing part, you know, my mother um, as I've known her. And the fact that this woman who does not have biological children of her own, she came and just like Mm. covered me in prayer yesterday. I was just amazed. And it made me think of, you know, all the women out there who have just been gifted with that mother's heart. It's not necessarily just, you know, biologically having your own children. And also, um, and we've, we um, interviewed Crystal Gutierrez on yes. the podcast. Um, so good. Go back and listen to it. So good. Um, this week, I was texting with Crystal and just marveling. She is right now fostering. They're fostering her and Leo. And um, unfortunately, her foster son, you know, was in the hospital all week. And I thought, wow, you know, Look how Crystal is giving so much of herself to love on someone else's biological child. And it just made me think that, you know, know, God has given each each of us gifts. And I think that deep down Mm -hmm. inside, even if you have not bore your own children, there's Mm -hmm. still that nurturing, mothering heart in there. I think that's the beautiful thing in the local church, just to be a, a part of a local church. And I think you guys have talked about the image of a football team or, you know, a sports team and everybody playing their part. And I think that brings so much encouragement when you see each one, you know, all these women playing their own part, doing what God has called them to do. It's just such an encouragement. Yeah, we to be always able to like see. to encourage mom, please don't do life alone. It's not worth it. And this is free. You know, like you pay to a lot of clubs to be part of this membership and that membership. This is free. And it's giving you life and it's giving you freedom mm-hmm. and it's giving you spiritual reward. 
you know? So I always told mom, please, if one thing you can do right is just find a local church and plug in. Because mm-hmm. community is vital. I mean, in those sleepless nights when those babies are sick and then you have somebody that calls you and be like, hey, I just want to bring you a meal. And you just start bawling because <laughs> of a bowl of rice. You're like, you have no idea <laughs> yeah. how these biscuits taste right now. <laughs> because you have no energy. Because it's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Little things that you can get. Just because you're being part of a community, because you're just being part of the church. Mm-hmm. And it's, we always say, we're like, just trying to find a church community and just plug in, mom. Don't do it alone, because that's, that's the extra, like, strength that God is giving you, you know, that church family. Yeah, so, so on um, the same note, but just switching a little bit. So, you know, at Family Church, we've been going through a sermon series about um, being a cheerful giver, basically. And... Um, so always is about money, right? Because we've got to get our people to tithe, and it's important. And Jimmy I, and our campus pastors have done such a great job of preaching through it and really realizing that it's about the heart. But as, as I was preparing for this, I, uh, you know, one of the things that Jimmy always says and all of our campus pastors say is that it's not that, that all of it's God's, that God's the owner, and we're just the managers, and so, yeah, for my money, that's true. I know I need to tithe and all that, but I don't know why. Like, I've been a Christian a really long time, and you'd think I would have put the two together before, but just in a unique way this Sunday as he was saying that, I was like, that that means so much more than just our money, right? The truth is, this body of mine, my spirit, my children, my home, none of it's mine. Mm-hmm. It's God's. He's the owner of all of it. I'm just managing this. And so, so who am I? to be frustrated about the things that need to happen in this ministry that God has called me to because it's his. My children are his. And um, I offer worship whenever I release all of that to him and walk in it in a way. You know, something that grieves me so much watching people live out motherhood is that it seems like in our society um, that kids are viewed as kind of like an accessory like, um, you know, I'm going to do all this with my life, and then I might have me a kid or two, you know, just because that's just going to f- scratch an itch that I have. And then you get in the middle of it, and that accessory <laughs> woo, needs to be fed and mm-hmm. paid. And that's not, a lot of work. that's not a Tory Burch bag. That's yeah. like a, that's, that's an investment. There's and no coupons for that one. No, no. And, uh, or that, that they are viewed as an interruption to the mm-hmm. things that we really want to mm-hmm. do in our lives. Yes. And what a shame, because... The Bible shows us that that marriage and motherhood are, are God's good and perfect gifts before the fall even occurred, right? This was his plan. Marriage and children were not a rush that God had to figure out because Adam and Eve sinned, and then he had to create the family. The family was created as part of God's good and perfect gift. And so as we live those roles out with joy and honor and privilege in mind, even in the midst of the things that don't seem very fun, that nobody would ever volunteer to do. Nobody volunteers to clean up, throw up off stair banisters and two flights of stairs at two in the morning. And I'm speaking from experience and I'm a little bitter about it still. But nobody, very specific. nobody stands. How do you get hit two flights of curving stairs yeah. at the That's same talent. time? No. Leaned over and then leaned yeah. over the other banister. To be, I mean, she wanted to be equal. So anyway, but in the moment where I'm scrubbing that, I'm reminding myself the way that I respond to this, this even now. Gift. Yeah, I can lecture her, yell at her. 
where is she? Is she's here? Ooh. Uh, anyway, and, oh, and I did do that. And then I had to repent because I'm like, this is horrible. She's the poor girl's stomach bug. And I'm yelling at her because she hit both flights of stairs, even though it was rude that she did that. Um, but that we just, that we keep in mind that God has called us to this. If mm-hmm. he's given you children, he has called you to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And it's a privilege and it's a gift. But let me ask you this. So yeah, 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 it's a gift, and we do all these things, and each season of life brings different stuff, right? I mean, I have teenagers, you have teenagers, you're, you have a teenager, um, you know, now I have older sons, and I have grandchildren, and each season brings a different um, relationship with our children, and each season brings different tasks that I'm called to do. Um, and so what are some things that you do? We know that all this is true. But how does this get skin on in your home? So in other words, like we know it's true. We read the Bible. We acknowledge it. We pray that God helps us to live this out. But what are some things that we can do as moms to keep this focus right in our home? What, what are we going to do about it? I was going to say listen to the Mom Village podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, just for me, this is, you know, this, this moment um, is just so monumentous to me because I think um, because I have older children, um, I do get caught up in the day. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to confess, I don't know if anyone else will do this, but I get frustrated sometimes being a mom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not all that it's cracked up to be sometimes. And just in preparation for this, and it goes back to what Jesus said, I think it is so vital that we have community, even mm-hmm. among moms, you know, sometimes we get caught up in, as Megan said, the comparison trap, but I could not make it through all of life's stuff as a mom if I did not have um, the village here. And as I look at an audience, I see Anna. I mean, I am constantly, um, we're texting and we're encouraging each other outside of just being mothers. It's, you know, just being women. Um, so in all honesty, you know, part of you know, how I make it through is having community, having women who are literally walking beside me through this journey of motherhood. I love that I have um, mentors and friends that are one season ahead of me. And I love that there are, you know, young moms who dare to call me and ask me for advice. Um, But I think that is part of, (laughs) that is part of the gifting that, um, the Lord allows us um, to have so many experiences as moms that we can look ahead and we can look back and grab that mom who, you know, who is in the trenches with the diapers. I'm past that stage, but I need this right here. So for me, um, just in preparation for today and us talking through this, it has kind of brought my focus back to what is my purpose as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a mentor, um, and just reminded that, you know, those four kids that want dinner every night, <laughs> that they are a gift, you know, because life happens and there are other things in life that, that may pull our attention and pull our energy and pull our strength. But just being reminded that where God has placed me is such a blessing. And I can say that truly in this moment. It, hum- yeah. it humbles you, right? It is humbling. It is humbling. I feel like um, motherhood really hum- humbles you and... Um, Grounds you, and it forces you to sacrifice, and not sacrifice in a bad way, but sacrifice in a good way. Those things that you 
When you, you know, ladies, when you get married and you're newlywed, you have all these great things that you guys are going to do together. You're going to conquer the world. You're going to finish this. You're going to finish that. And all of a sudden you get pregnant and you're like, well, congrats. Everything has to change. But little did you know, and I told this to a lot of moms that are having new babies. I'm like, little did you know that all those great dreams that you had, which are great, which are awesome. Um, they become nothing, but it's not that they don't mean anything. It's just something new and better just arrived. And you never in your mind thought that this was going to be a greater dream because you didn't know about it. So the unknown became the greater good, like the greater dream. And all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. So everything that we plan, everything that we thought it was awesome and all those dreams doesn't even compare of how amazing this is. Even though not every day it's pink and cotton candy, I'll tell you. Like, there's so moments you're like, we did this? Why, why are we doing this again? <laughs> it's like, but, and then your reminder, you're reminded by a smile or just a little moment that you have with your husband and your baby and just a single, I don't know, laugh or anything. You're like, this is just a gift from God. Mm -hmm. So in my life, at least, I'm in the stage, and I said it before, it's like the cotton candy stage because I'm with my babies and they all smell good and I love them and they're chunky. Um, but, and I'm learning from you ladies that you have older ones, but um, I feel like God is humbling me a lot and is guiding me to really just, just read the scriptures and just do a routine because routines helps a lot. So we have shared before how powerful routines are and putting things in calendars. So just either worship music in the morning, just wake up, like just trying to find that time that I can read scriptures and nurture my soul so I can be able to tackle the day wisely and love on those kids instead of like, because if I don't do that, I will scream and they'll have a crazy Spanish just Marie. And you don't want the crazy <laughs> Spanish just Marie, that's a mess. But when I take time to you know, focus on my spiritual life, then I can give to my family. And I feel like that's something that God is teaching me every day. Listen, you're not doing this just because you're teaching your kids, but on the long run, when they get to be adults and you have grandkids, you're going to teach this to your grandkids and they're going to teach this to their kids like you shared before, Kristen. So, yes. And I think when you think about have, you know, having the right perspective is, you know, these little stages that they go through in the grand scheme of things are just so short. Yeah. And maybe that's, I'm, that's just so fresh on my mind because now that I have another baby, I'm like, oh, my other ones are already so big and self-sufficient. And I'm just cherishing that time with little Hudson right now because I know it's going to be gone so quickly. Um, but that does help get through these tiring and draining moments. And I know that's the case even with um, my teenager, She's going to be grown and out of the house soon. And, you know, I think I've asked Kira before about, like, we're in this stage. You know, how do I do this? How do I navigate this? Um, but I know that it's going to go quickly. And so if I can keep that at the forefront of my mind to cherish these moments, to invest in my children. Listen, but don't do like my husband, okay? He's telling me how many summers he has left with my son. Oh, no. My so, yeah, I have nine more um, summers. How depressing I'm is like, that? he is depressing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy can't stand it. So the boys, he's like, yeah, they got to go. They got to go. But we've got <laughs> but two girls. girls. And yeah. so I'll, I told him the other day, I'm like, uh, you know, Anna Kate's going to be a junior in high school next <gasps> year. And he just goes, he's like, here, he's right there. I can see him. He goes, oh. <laughs> oh. 
And I said, and you know, she's gonna want to date and get. Oh god, you know, like he, can't, he can't, he can't do it. Yeah, we should interview uh, him. But, over there. but you know, one of the things that um, you know, this I was gonna say, uh, having my quiet time was what makes me have the right kind of yeah. perspective. Um, honestly, having a good relationship with Jimmy helps yes. me have the right yeah. perspective. And not because he walked in. No, he, <laughs> and because he's cute and he is. But um, you know, one of the things that I that I try to do, I have a little basket with that I keep my quiet time stuff in. Um, and in that basket, I keep note cards and anything I need to mail a letter. And, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you, it doesn't come with trophies and rewards. But And I, I, I'm not going to encourage myself. But when I find myself kind of a little down or having a pity party about something, I take my note cards out and I try to think, who can I encourage today? This mm -hmm. isn't about me. Yeah, People need to be encouraged mm -hmm. and you know, God encourages us through his word as yeah. we open it and see who he is and how we fit into his plan and how he wants us to be. He calls us to live this holy life because we are a reflection of him. But he also wants us to be an encouragement to the people around yeah. us. And so whether it's our children, whether you write a note on there and put it on their pillow or send a note to your mother-in-law, um, thank you that you, you know, you had my son, even if you don't like anything else about her, she birthed your husband <laughs> yeah. yes. and you can thank her for that. I do, by the way, my mother-in-law is awesome, but, um, or a, a Sunday school teacher that meant a lot to you or someone that you noticed had a cute dress on at church, anything, because we've talked about this a lot too. Yeah. And just in wrapping up, um, we're never more like Satan than when we're selfish because that is his very essence. And so he cries out to us, it happened in the Garden of Eden, yeah. to be these self-centered people that are always wanting more and always seeking out more and what can I do for me and how can I be acknowledged and look at me, I worked out or, you know, social media yeah. is like the, the, the haven for selfishness and self-centeredness or I baked this cake or whatever. Um, but, but we're never more like Jesus than when we do what Megan said in Philippians when... Um, they were just when Paul was describing Jesus that he didn't even um, count equality with God hmm. something to be grasped, but he came to earth and humbled himself as a servant. That's God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that's not like little bitty God. That's like God of the universe, Jesus, and he came in for, and he didn't equate himself as he was here on earth and uh, as something to be grasped. So who am I? Who am I? But to give my life. Um, open to him to do whatever he will, whenever he will, with whomever he will, um, for his glory. That's my desire. And what a more humbling way to put that in perspective as a mom, you know? So we sacrifice every day. And we keep saying sacrifice, but not as a bad thing, as a great thing, you know? Because we're sacrificing everything we are for these children, but not because we're suffering through it. Yeah, there's days that are bad and there's days that are great, but because... This is a blessing and it's a privilege, you know. But we got to sign off. You see our clock. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's our problem. We keep talking, ladies. Okay. So ready to sign off and then we'll keep chatting. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Please um, stay tuned. Um, we'll keep doing the Mom Village and we have other great podcasts coming up. Okay. So let's sign off. Ready? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.